1: Republicans didn't do as well in the midterms as expected. And so it's fair to ask, well, whose fault is that? Uh, and a lot of people are asking that. You may have seen reports on a potential challenge to the current leadership of the Republican National Committee. And those reports suggest that our friend, frequent guest on the show, Harmeet Dillon, is considering a run against Ronna Romney McDaniel as chair of the RNC. Is that true? Well, no one would know better than Harmeet Dillon herself chair, one of the Republican National Lawyers Association, who joins us now. Harmeet, thanks so much for coming on. Is it true that you plan to run for RNC chair?
2: Well, Tucker, I'm going to announce tonight that actually I am going to run for RNC chair. And the reason is that, you know, to play off of a famous catchphrase, Republicans are tired of losing. And I think that we really need to radically reshape our leadership in order to win. And we can't keep running elections like we did in the 90s and the 2000s. And we really have to modernize to compete with the Democrats dollar for dollar in the ways they fundraise, the way they deliver their ballots to the ballot boxes. Our messaging needs to be fresh and positive and not just reactive to news cycles and what the Democrats are doing. And I think that the party needs to realize that the party has become a populist party. The base of the party demands populist messages that speak to them and not chamber of commerce messages, not neocon messages, not warmonger messages. And I'm afraid that the base of our party is not getting what it needs from our leadership. And so after three successive rounds of really disappointing results, Tucker. I'm a member of the RNC and no other member is stepping up to challenge leadership. And our current leadership has never been challenged for the chair job. And I think that challenge and competition is very good. And so I'm hoping to gain the support of grassroots Americans who do not like the direction of the party and its leadership. They need to contact the 168 members of the RNC in their states and territories and tell them that they too want change. And I think that Change is popular among the base. I hear from thousands of Americans on a weekly basis about that. They want to see us fighting. Tucker, you know as well as anybody else that I'm a fighter. <laughs> yes, and I fight you are. <laughs> every waking hour of the day. And that's what we need right now. And so that's me. I'm offering to take a giant, um, you know, step back from my law firm and my nonprofit to do this. Yep. It's a big sacrifice, but I think it's important for our country that I love so much as a first generation immigrant.
1: I love it. I love it. I can vouch for your toughness. It's absolutely real and much needed. Godspeed. Harmony Dillon, we're rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you. Just talking, and my coach just kept saying, like, man, it's too much time on the clock. They too much time on the clock for us, and, and especially with TB as our uh, quarterback. Um, and next thing you know, obviously, guys was making huge plays. Next
0: thing you know, uh, we got in the red zone, had a couple of plays, had a chances. we got penalties. And uh, next thing you know, I heard, like, 2-9, uh, they was asking for me because obviously Lenny was in the game at that time. Um, and then I just remember, uh, TB calling the play. And when I heard in the huddle, I just knew what route I had to run and I ran my route it was in my spot. He just threw me the ball and I made sure I was getting in there. Appreciate it. Okay. Welcome. Tuesday, 6th December in the year of the Lord, 2022. <clears throat> we combine those two because they're about the same point. Um, of course, the great Tucker Carlson, uh, on his show last night, her meet Dylan, uh, President Trump's lawyer, Carrie Lake's lawyer announced she's running to be the chairman of the RNC. The reason we connected to the end, if if people didn't see Monday Night Football last night, I think in the 23-year career of Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, in a nation that has produced great athletes, is the greatest athlete of them all. He plays the hardest position in any sport worldwide, and he's been orders of magnitude greater. In that storied career last night, with what three or four minutes left, he led. I think the greatest comeback outside the Super Bowl comeback. But in his 23-year career, a touchdown pass. I think with three seconds left, first time has ever happened his 23 years of the greatest of all time. The point: playmakers make plays. Right? We used to always say this in '16 with President Trump: playmakers make plays. That is the that is about human agency. When divine providence. And the Holy Spirit work through the world. It's through a human instrument. It's through human agency. This is what we keep talking. Use your agency. Playmakers make plays. What you saw last night on Monday Night Football has universal applications. That young man at the end was the rookie that caught an incredible touchdown pass at the end with three seconds left. Playmakers, and they knew their duty. They knew exactly what they had to do, and they didn't panic. Playmakers make plays. Harmeet Dillon, uh, a fighter who has been Trump and Carrie Lake's lawyer, threw a hat in the ring last night. A couple of things. Um, playmakers make plays. You've always been known as a playmaker. Talk to me about you talked about populism. You, you, you've you got a big law practice. You run also a, a couple of uh, not for profits, I think. Um, you know, you're, I would say right now, Harmeet, knowing you, you're kind of living your best life. Why would you do this, ma'am?
3: Well, thank you for having me, Steve. And you're absolutely right. i got my hands full. Um, and, you know, I consider my political obligations at the RNC to be another job, and then I have a family life. So that's kind of four jobs that I have. And however, you know, practicing law and going to the courts and continuing to have, uh, you know, a series of judges that that uh, President Biden is going to be putting the federal courts with now for the next two years, um, it really doesn't matter all of that work. If we're living in an oppressive society, if we're living in a society where even my Republican representatives are not representing me and are not hearing me. And, you know, frankly, I'm a member of the 168 and I feel that I'm not being heard. And the people I represent, the people I hear from, the people suffering suffered in California, are not being heard by the party. I see that our leaders in Washington are focusing on omnibus resolutions and on money to Ukraine. People are talking about amnesty and people are talking about the Federal Marriage Act where those are not the burning issues that the base of our party are concerned about. And they're not frankly, you know, hot issues in the country at this point. They're, they're, they're sort of issues that matter to a small number of people over an issue that's really, you know, kind of been resolved in the courts, um, for now. And so that's frustrating to me. And, That's been the way for the last six years and frankly even for the last several years before that at the RNC. And so I, I'm looking at two more years of that and I'm thinking, how can we expect different results in elections in 2024 than we have in the last three disappointing election cycles if we have the same leadership that seems to me to be, you know, while well-meaning, uh, not responsive to what the base needs and what our country needs?
4: Let's
0: talk about first of all, everything you mentioned on the lame duck is not only not the priorities, they're the anti priorities. I mean, I've been blowing people up all day on, on Getter about how they're trying to jam this down and we better see some people step up. Um, and this is the collaboration of senators, but harm me. Rhonda McDaniel, let me make her case because here's what she says. She says, look, I've created. The greatest voter registration drive in history and change many states and we registered more people under her watch than anybody. She's created a massive ground game to get out the vote, which hopefully we'll see that. Uh, we're going to have John Fredericks on next from Georgia to we'll see that, uh, and, uh, it, you know, manifest itself. Number three, she's led a, a voter, uh, integrity, election integrity, anti-cheating apparatus. Those are the three-legged stools of her time at the RNC. Uh, what, what, in what of that do you have a problem? Has she not delivered on that? You don't believe it? Or are those not the right priorities?
3: Okay, those are good priorities, but I would describe that as a good start, uh, a little too late. And so for one thing, voter registration is something that the parties do in the states as well. So I, I like to see that it's increased overall in the country, but the RNC is one of many organizations doing it. I know this because I have registered voters outside of the rain right here in San Francisco. Uh, RNC can't take credit for that, and you know, when I run for office twice here, I've registered voters during that process. Um, so we do it throughout the state. Folks like Scott Kressler, sort of the Johnny Appleseed voter registration uh, in our country, just doing it by himself as a citizen, he has registered not only thousands of voters, but also done thousands of trainings and helped people do that. So there are many people who do it. We can't just have one organization take credit for that. But I do think that's an important priority. It's a basic priority of the party, and certainly if I were to chair... I would obviously con- continue doing that. I've seen it done at the very basic level at the at the, at the county level. Um, you know, with respect to uh, ground game, it is great that the RNC has formed staff on the ground in Georgia. Again, that is what a party should be doing. That is sort of the basic role. The state party should be doing it, and Republican county parties need to be strongly doing it as well. The RNC's job is not to you know necessarily uh, be a substitute for what. Local, organized, grassroots politics should be doing, but those uh, organs of our sort of our capillaries have atrophied, if you will, for want of uh, proper care and feeding by state parties, by you know, sort of training at the federal level. And then finally, election integrity is something that I've been beating the drum about. I'm, like, as you know, election integrity lawyer, fierce lawyer. I've been beating the drum about it since I arrived at the RNC in 2017 had many meetings. In fact, I chair a committee at the RNC for a year after our disappointing 2018 losses and, you know, pro- produced a detailed roadmap of what we should do in 2020 to succeed and President Trump would be the president right now, I believe, if we had implemented that, but we didn't. And, you know, so you know, we hear a lot of different reasons for that. Sometimes they hear, well, RNC doesn't have the funding to do that or, you know, we have other priorities or, that's really the job of the campaign to do that. Whatever, it didn't get done, okay? And so I think we did wake up and smell the coffee after losing in 2020, and to her credit, Ronna did spend a lot more in the last election cycle on election integrity. In fact, my law firm was hired finally to do some of that work and a few other law firms, but... You know, again, we're playing catch up with the Democrats who've been doing it. Not just through the Democratic National Committee, by the way. This is an important point I didn't get to on Tucker's show. We're not competing with the Democrats, and so you know, when you compare RNC fundraising with DNC fundraising, we do better. But when you compare RNC fundraising and our RNC and Republican ecosystem fundraising to all of the dark money slush funds the Democrats have, all of the nonprofits that they use for all of these functions, including the Zuckerberg's non-profit with $400 million, they dwarf us by something like 10 to 1. We're not getting that. We're pretending like we're keeping up with them. We're not keeping up with them. We have to say that. We have to call it out for what it is. You cannot begin to fix the problem until you diagnose it. And, you know, to be honest with you, when I hear that, oh, we did such a great job in the 2022 midterms and fired Nancy Pelosi, you know, you know don't on my leg and tell me it's raining that that is just unrealistic and so i, I do think that we really need a fresh perspective and that's not to dump <laughs> on anybody it's just to say i need to but but, but
0: but 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 here i'm not saying it's a logical inconsistency but you said last night on tucker you want to instill this with populist parties and not chamber of commerce parties correct
3: right that's right what do you
0: mean by that what do you, so what do you mean by that
3: well what i mean is sometimes i hear you know we have this guys serving in Congress who have been there for decades. And I'm afraid, to be frank, a lot of them are captive of different industries that get them elected. And so that's what they talk about. They carry bills on, you know, whatever esoteric issue that has to do with spending more federal money. And they don't really talk about empowering Americans, uh, cutting regulations. They don't talk about America first priorities. I don't see anybody really prioritizing or really, like you say, playmaking over the border, you know, really sort of taking that to the Democrats.
0: I don't see any innovative thinking on these issues. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer By diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text "Bandon" to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Use your host, Stephen K. Bass. Welcome back to Worm. We got Harmee Dillon. She's throwing her hat in the ring. Then there were three. You got Mike Lindell, who's not a member of the, of the, of, of the Republican party. I guess technically the RNC. He's running. I guess an outsider can run. So he's running. Um, of course, Rana McDaniel is running, uh, to be reelected. And now Harmee Dillon's throwing her hat in the ring. Look, look, here's the fun. The two parties are quite different. The, the Democrats essentially years ago, uh, threw the consultants out by and large. They're still there, obviously, but, The RNC is historically, the Republican party is historically run by consultants, right? You have a, when you just said the 10 to 1, and this is the heart of the matter. The DNC doesn't raise all that much money. Most of it comes from these outside groups, the sources and others. And it does, when you took in, you look in aggregate, they do outspend this 10 to 1. But here's the reason. They're, they're donors. They're, they're far left. Secular, humanists, agnostic, atheistic donors are totally lined up with their policies. They are exact – they they line up perfectly or as perfectly as one can get. That's why their progressives never really give them much trouble when, when it comes to – they pat them on the head and say, fine. This is why Bernie Sanders, when he runs against Hillary Clinton, it's a pillow fight. It's all performative. It's just performative. But their donors totally line up and they have tremendous discipline because the money talks and they listen. The Republican apparatus is totally different, and what you're saying is that, hey, I'm running on populist uh, ideas. I need to – I'm going to grow this base. I'm bringing the populist. This is a workers' party. This is a populist party. Note to self, Harmeet, and you know who these guys are. 90 percent of the big donors don't buy into that. Ten percent do. You have some true heroes out there. I'll throw Dick Uline, and there's a couple others that are true heroes, are truly back MAGA, America First – uh, the policies of, po- of of populism. Most do not. And don't you think, tell me your plan. Is your plan to make this a populist and not chamber of commerce? They're going to tell you, hey, Harmeet, we love you. You're a great litigator. You're a tremendous lawyer. And Tucker's right, you are a fighter. But we like chamber of commerce values. We like chamber of commerce policies. We don't like Harmeet Dillon, Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, and the rest of these crazy populists. We're not crazy about your policies. Harmeet Dillon,
3: well, that you raise some good points. And look, I don't have all the answers, but what I know is that that, you know, donors have limited choices as well. If their choice is secular humanism and frankly troping into Marxism, which is what the left is pushing down our throats, destroying our economy, destroying their ability to continue to create generational wealth, and then the other pole is populism. I think we can be moving in that direction. I think they could realize that the only two games in town in our current system are Democrats and Republicans. And so they already own their uh, Republican congressmen, and senators who are going to continue to push the uh, Chamber of Commerce reasoning and theories for some period of years. But we have to understand that the fresh blood and the fresh voter base in here needs to be heard and represented as well. And so I do think that we can meld those together into a popular party. In fact, Donald Trump was able to do that and Donald Trump was able to get elected and we have to understand as well that Republicans, just to get elected as opposed to the rhetoric that we put out there, we have to appeal at a certain level to independence in the swing state. And so again, that is where the populist messaging is very important. And, you know, we have a lot of people in the middle who want to hear why they're still persuadable. The hard left is not persuadable. So, you know, I think that we have to just try some
0: different things here. You, you, you said something on Tucker that was, uh, brilliant and refreshing if i understood it correctly you wanted the people i think there's 168 delegates three from each state 150 and then some from territories and some others but basically three from each state you wanted and i believe you're one of those representatives of california you wanted those before people chose sides or because ronna said i got a hundred and other people said she doesn't have a hundred and it's all this kind of scuttlebutt But what you're you wanted those people to go back and listen to the people at the precinct level and to see what they wanted to do is I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. That's exactly right. Quite different. Because what I keep hearing about there and see people go to these meetings and they they're cutting deals and it's all about the state party chairman and deals are being cut. But you said you wanted to go back to the precinct and see who the precinct what the precinct wants to do. Am I correct in that?
3: So let me break it down for you, Steve. So, uh, the committee man and committee woman, those are two of the three in each state. We're elected for four-year terms and basically are, you know, I don't know, it's like some cicada or something. We were like sort of born and then we have one function, which is to participate in the uh, national convention every four years. And, but in between you can do nothing like many of my colleagues do or you can do a lot like, you know, some of our colleagues do. Okay, so. The state party chairman is a role that turns over on average every 18 months in parties. It's a really hard job. People get burned out. But all of us are elected by either the delegates or you say the precinct committee managed state is different. In our states, in California, I'm elected by about 1,500 delegates of the state party. They're like the hardcore activists in the 58 counties in California. I hear from those people, and I know what they're saying. If I were to take a poll, should we continue the RNC leadership? or should we change it? Not should we change it to harm you, but should we change it? It's going to be 95%. Please change it. And if I had done that in 2020, it would have been 95%. Please change it. It isn't working. Okay? And so I think that if my members of the RNC, instead of cutting deals with the chair about funds transfers, or I'll pay your legal bills that I wasn't going to pay two weeks ago, or I'll give you the chairmanship of this committee at the convention, or I'll give you the vice chairmanship of this committee. Like, in other words, if they were to Discard their self-interest or frankly transfers of donor money to buy a national, uh, chairmanship, which I, I think is inappropriate. And they heard from what their voters said. The polls online and what I'm hearing is what other people are hearing. The ones who are pop, the ones who are responsive to their base are telling me that. They're telling me that under no uncertain terms are they going to be allowed to survive in their state parties if they perpetuate the failure machine that is facing us as our choice right now. And you know, that's I don't want to put all the blame on any one direction, but it's it's all of the leadership in the part where There's politically elected leaders, and there's the the Rana and you know, Rana and her, her team. And it's, there's a there's the fact of change and there's a perception of change. I think the base needs to see both. We need to see the fact of change, and we need to see a perception that they're being heard, and we are understanding that. We have to have some turnover and some fresh ideas, some innovation, and frankly, some better messaging and some better performance. And so um, people aren't doing that right now, some of them. Well, some of them I'm talking to, some of them are persuadable. And so you're correct. Ron is claiming that she has, you know, the vote sewn up. That's not what I and you know, other candidates are hearing when we actually call through and talk to people. People know that if they have to be held accountable for a fourth term for the current leadership, that they may have political price to pay back in their states. And that's as it should be.
0: Harmeet, uh, how do people uh, follow, now your hat's in the ring, where do they go to find out more about you, your first generation uh, American? How do people find out more about you, your family, everything, and where do they follow you on social media?
3: Uh, social media, I'm uh, the same handle on Instagram and Twitter. It's at P-N-J-A-B-A-N. And I tweet myself, I write my own tweets, uh, and I tweet several times a day ideas and thoughts. And, you know, I'm also a frequent guest on various conservative media. And uh, people can reach me at my law firm. I think I got hundreds of messages last night. That's Harmeet at BillandLaw.com. They were overwhelmingly saying, thank you for stepping up. Competition is important. We need to see change. How can I help? The first thing that people can do to help is figure out who are the three members of the RNC in their state. State chairman. RNC National Committee Man, RNC National Committee Woman, that's available on the State Party website, typically over the six territories. And contact them. They represent you. It's their duty to hear what you have to say about it. And if they hear from enough people, they may be shaken from their um, commitment to do a self-interested deal to perpetuate the same leadership that is not working for the people in your state.
0: Harmy Dillon, uh thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, ma'am.
3: It's my pleasure. Thank you
0: the uh, lawyer for President Trump and Kerry uh, and, uh, Lake. I want to go to Posobiec. I got Posobiec. Hey, Posobik, uh you and I talk about this a lot. Playmakers make plays. Talk to me about Harmid Dillon and your assessment of the RNC right now, sir.
5: Well, Steve, look, what can I say? <clears throat> Harmid Dillon presents a very strong case for RNC chair and – for folks out there looking across the race and saying, well, there's other people getting in, you know, there's Lindell, Zeldin's talking about getting in. One of the things that I like to look at when it comes to stuff like this is, you know, these players and these playmakers is that who is the best tool for a specific job? And that doesn't necessarily mean to say that, you know, uh, someone is better or worse than Harmeet or something like this. But the idea being that, you know, Lee Zeldin, he was going to be the governor of New York. Um, It seems like obviously there should be a very strong role for him in either the party or some elected office going towards an elected office. That's something we'd look for. For Mike Lindell, of course, everybody knows I'm one of the biggest supporters of Mike out there. But, you know, I think we need him on the front lines fighting the various different fights that he's fighting with Harmeet. She's been in the system. She knows what the problems are and have her coming out. Someone who, by the way, worked very closely with Ronna McDaniel in the past is actually a searing indictment of the record, right? And we're talking about the record. I want to get personality out of this. We're talking about the record of Ronna McDaniel, and it simply comes to a point where it's time to say... You need to let people go, look, Steve, at the RNC, we need a wartime consigliere. We need the wartime consigliere because now is not the time for the summer soldiers and the sunshine patriots. We need a wartime consigliere. That's who I want in there. I want someone who's tough as nails. I want someone who understands the system, who understands where the problems are with the system and knows how to fight this from the inside out because that is administration at the RNC right now it needs to be gutted i want i would see i would see a complete staff turnover honestly i would see go through line by line every employee every staff member every uh every vendor that they have you need to absolutely overturn this thing because the way we run elections has fundamentally changed, and we now need people who understand that in there. We need to be in the ballot business, number one. And number two, we need to be in the voter integrity business, and Harmeet Dillon has been there from day one.
0: Okay, uh, short commercial break. I've got Fredericks and Georgia, Cortez is going to join Jack Basobiec and I. The White House has been um, found. That's a term from West Point. It's been found. Complete leaking of uh, oil about the uh, Hunter Biden situation. All next in the world. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kick. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This is an amazing price. So get it while you can. These days you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and save 25% on each four week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now. Mypatriotsupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, let's go to Georgia. Uh, are we gonna have, we gonna pull out a Tampa Bay type, uh, comeback on this, uh, with Herschel Walker? Is MAGA gonna step up? We need MAGA to step up, but is MAGA gonna step up, uh, John Fredericks? It's cause he's going around the state with Lindsey Graham and he, he has his closing thing with Nikki Haley. So MAGA's gonna have to do this on their own, right? So what's gonna happen, John Fredericks?
4: Well, this is a MAGA heavy lift. It's all about now getting out the vote on Tuesday. Who we close with, Nikki Haley, Ronna McDaniel, all the, all the rhinos there. You know, doesn't matter. We got only today, and now we've got about nine hours re- remaining. Let me give you the numbers, and let me give you some good news, Steve, because there is good news here. Basically, as I've been reporting going into the game day, uh, Warnock was ahead by 225 on Thursday. We had a great Friday. The numbers kept getting better as they came in this weekend. We cut that down about a buck seventy five going into today. We, we need one million voters to turn out today in Georgia. If they do that, if you look at, if you look at the trend in the averages, Walker should get 58% of that, which is going to mean 580,000 votes for Walker and 42% or 420. For Warnock, that's 160,000 vote difference. That closes the gap to about 10 or 15,000. So Walker's going to be right there. But we need to get these votes out now. Let me tell you where we are right now, as of uh, 10 a.m., and we still have uh, we still have nine hours of polling open. They don't close tonight uh, or uh, until 7 p.m. So we got nine more hours. As of 10 a.m., 400,000 voters have turned out in Georgia. Record numbers shattering all expectations. Right now, if you look at trend through 10 a.m., uh, we're going to go over a million. It's going to be one million to 1.25 million. If we get to one 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 two, Herschel Walker is going to be the next senator from Georgia. Now, where are these votes coming from? MAGA country. We're up here. We spent ten days here in the bus tour in the ninth district and the fourteenth. Where we are now. In North Georgia, where are we? Uh, Clarksville. Uh, tonight we'll be doing our show 6 p.m. We'll have you on that. That'll be at uh, 6 6 p.m. That'll be in North Georgia, up, uh, up by the border in uh, Dawsonville. But that's where the votes are. We're turning out in major numbers in red areas. MAGA is doing this by themselves. They don't care about the consultants. They don't care who he closed with. They don't care about any of that stuff. MAGA's turning out because they want to win, and they know that at the end of the day, Walker's going to vote MAGA about 100% of the time. Warnock's going to vote with the communists. That's what's driving this, Steve. Plus, we need a win. So right now, as of 10 a.m., uh, we're in really, really great shape. And I think if this trend continues, you're really going to see a tremendous vi- a come from behind, Vic, kind of like Tampa Bay, less a come from behind victory from Walker, all on the strength of Trump and MAGA voters who have had enough this time they're turning out. But I, I have to say, how is this happening? You know, the last four days I've been stunned Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at the coordinated ground game in Georgia on our side. I've never seen this before, Stephen. I've done these bus tours, as you know, a long time. I've never seen this. You've had the Faith and Freedom Organization led by Ralph Reed with their issues. I mean, they have gone out and knocked on virtually a million doors. They have a whole army here. we got people coming in from out of state. We've got that. We've got uh, Jenny Beth Martin's organization, who's done yeoman's job here, which is the Tea Party Patriots. They're getting people out. Then we've got the Georgia GOP, which is real under David Schaefer. He's got an op going. And then I have to give credit where it's due. McConnell paid for the whole Brian Kemp ground op, the database. He paid he paid millions of dollars for that. That's working. So we have all these disparate groups now working together towards a common cause, yeah. which is get these votes out today for Herschel yeah. Walker. So far, four hundred thousand, it's working.
0: Yeah, Jenny Beth and Ralph are both, uh, are both, uh, Georgians. So that's, that's a big deal. Uh, and MTG's been up in the 14th. Uh, we've been all over trying to get MAGA out. This is, uh, look, it's going to be tremendous. Herschel didn't exactly, he's, he's MAGA, but he was going around with the Nikki Haley's and the, and the, uh, and the Lindsey Graham's, but you're absolutely correct. If the ground game's there and give the devil his due, Kemp's ground game clearly, uh, is state of the art because of the crushing blow he delivered on uh, Stacey Abrams what was it? eight nine ten point victory. Okay, we'll check back in. As we've said, everybody in Georgia, we need this. Uh, the fifty fifty power sharing is orders of magnitude different than if if they're fifty one forty nine. It just is. Not just that, you're going to jam up Mansion, right? Big league. So uh, and cinema and Tester. So this is a, this is a huge deal. This will change the dynamic everywhere. And they've kind of here's the great news. The national media has written Herschel Walker off, John Fredericks. They said this is a lost cause. They're, they're hammering the guy every day. So this will be a this will be a come from behind like uh,
4: Tampa Bay last night.
0: How'd you do on that? A bet on your uh, on your uh, on your side hustle, uh, John Fredericks. How'd you do last night?
4: No good. I no good. No good. I bet uh, I Don't, did have the winner. I did pick Tampa Bay to win, but uh, I lost money because I laid three Tampa Bay minus three. They won by one. So money yeah. went out of my account, not in. So the win doesn't matter, right? It's a loser. You okay. got to get winners, John, Steve. Fr- it's all about, it's John, all about winners. Like tonight, my, don't forget 1015, yep. tune in the, tune in the fake news, tune in the fake news. Cause I got to do my imitation, Steve. 1015, all the fake news. Wow. They're all going to be crying, right? When their guy goes down in flames. We're going to pull this one out, Steve. We're going to have you back on at five o'clock. John's got the bus.
0: He's up in Northern Georgia, marching through Georgia, getting votes, getting MAGA to turn out. Uh, John Fredericks, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
4: <laughs> thank you, Steve. I, I
0: have, I have Cortez and Pasobic. So Cortez, I asked Pasobic, playmakers make plays, right? Are we going to make, are we going to make a play in, uh, in Georgia with Herschel? And number two, uh, give me your first thoughts on, uh, uh, in Dillon in this RNC situation.
1: Uh, listen, first, Herschel Walker is absolutely a winner who has earned the support of Georgians and I believe will prevail today and will shock the national media in doing so. He is a populist outsider. Uh, he is a conservative. And on the on the other side, Raphael Warnock is one of the most radical members of the United States Senate. He would be radical by the standards of California, much less a southern state like Georgia. So Georgians, please get out today. I know it's a lot of bad weather in Georgia. We need you to persevere, persist. Uh, not just vote yourself, but convince your friends and neighbors and allies to get out and vote as well. Uh, by the way, speaking of Herschel Walker, one of the greatest running backs of all time. Steve, I want to uh, take some umbrage with you over your designation of Tom Brady as the greatest athlete of all time. He is certainly the best quarterback, probably the best football player. But Michael Jordan would like a word about who is the greatest athlete of all time. Uh, and I will God. die on this hill. God. It is Michael hey, you- Jordan.
0: You could tell the Chicago, you don't have to scratch too hard to have the Chicago boy come out. That's full, That's full right. going Chicago. H- hang over a second. Cause I'm gonna lose Posobiec. Uh, th- let me do this. Can we play? Do we, I want the, both these guys to see it. I want to play the meltdown at the white house yesterday about the Hunter Biden situation. Let's play this before we lose Pasovic.
6: We see this as a, uh, an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that, uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this and uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous. And but our focus right now is helping the American families. I just talked about what the president is going to be doing in Arizona, talking about the Chips and Science Act, talking about how we're bringing manufacturing jobs back here to the US, talking about under this administration more than 700,000 jobs uh, have been created. Uh in manufacturing jobs to be more specific. Look, what is happening, it's it's not it's it's frankly it's not healthy. It won't do anything to help a single American improve their lives. Decisions were made to, to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was: Is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions by whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on. Okay. So look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a, that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and, uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions, uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform.
0: Okay. Uh, we've got them now, ladies and gentlemen. No, the <laughs> An interesting it's the
6: coincidence.
5: Best. An interesting it, coincidence.
0: This is the central beating heart of an issue, and you're not, you're going to have to <laughs> choose sides here. Tell me about, by the way, this is about FBI, DOJ, all of it. This is not just about Elon Musk. They have no. They are scared to the core of their being when they. If that's their first line, uh, we're helping the American family. This is Bill Clinton on his thing. We're. I'm spending my time helping the American family. We got him, Jack Posobiec.
5: No, the Clinton Clinton's line was uh, on against Ola in '96, right? The famous line: "No attack ad ever helped a hungry child." You know, that, you know, that was the great, the great, the great Bill Clinton, you know, you know, sarcasm intended. Uh, look, her calling this a distraction. But then if you notice, she actually says on the quiet part out loud, she calls it old news. Oh, so you're admitting that it's true. You're admitting that your deals with the Chinese Communist Party, the compromises, these escorts, which were more than likely foreign agents or certainly foreign compromise agents on Hunter Biden, the son of the vice president at the time that were coming in. And then uh, on the next page, he's going into doing dirty deals with the top Chinese spy chief, Patrick Ho. Meanwhile, we've all we we could look at the documents. We can even see what's been out in public since then, because we've had this since October 2020. We know that they were doing deals with Burisma. The plot was to get Ukrainian gas to the EU. They destabilized Ukraine because they could to stand monetary, uh, benefit, monetary gain from all of this. That's what the Biden family wants. So you want to talk about helping people? How you talk about, how about you talk about the thousands of people that are dead in Ukraine, in the Donbass, across the entire country that never would have happened if you hadn't been selling your office, sir. That's what I want to talk about. I don't think it's old news to the people that are living in Ukraine right now, to the people that are fighting for their lives, because all of this could have been prevented if the FBI hadn't come in and worked with Twitter to censor this story. And Donald Trump had been given his rightfully and duly elected second term as president of the United States. If you had had this story out there more than anything else, I think you've seen a lot of people point to this and say, look, we have. Absolute proof now, right? Absolute proof. Mike Lindell's line that there was rigging in this election. The FBI goes to Twitter, and we have Yol Ross documents. I published all the documents on Saturday. You can go find it. Post Millennial uh, reported, you know, had the whole thing up after I put it. At- Yo Roth said, we censored it based on guidance from federal law enforcement, period, full stop. And then the FEC voted 6-0 that it couldn't have been – Steve, this is the best part. The FEC voted 6-0 that it wasn't political bias. Why? Here's the key. Because Twitter was acting on guidance from federal law enforcement. Boom. Gotcha.
0: The, uh, you agree. The White House – this is the worst thing they could have done. They should have just passed on the question. She showed – how nervous they are, how they're not it's prepared for this. Terrifying. So, Hey, if you, if you think this is not going to increase our onslaught, you would be, uh, sadly mistaken. Is that correct? Jack Posobiec. Oh, a hundred percent
5: because to the white house, to Karine Jean-Pierre, to anybody else who's there, I want you to understand that we're going to be taking copies of this laptop now, and we're going to be mailing it out to every single outlet that we can find. We're going to inundate you with copies of this laptop. We're going to come at you with every piece of document that's there. And by the way, the new house is getting the subpoena machine ready.
4: So, prepare. Jack, just hang here for
0: one second. Sure, short commercial break. We're going to lose Pasova here in a second. We got Cortez. We got a lot going on. Hang in there. Back in a moment. all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter I. itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N.
1: Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way
0: you
4: want. Download now.
0: By the way, Getter, we're doing live streams all the time. I'm putting up stuff on my Getter account, Warren's Getter account, uh, Cortez's. We try to keep up with Pasobic. People have to understand Pasobic is like a machine. He's a social media machine. So he's got content going up all over the place. It's just amazing. It's totally free. That's what he got done. And you're not going to really get the whole picture, even watching War Room every day, even if you're four hours a day. If you're, if you want the immersive experience, you got to get Getter. Just download the app totally free. I'm a moron and an idiot. I can use it. All that stuff I put up on the, on my Getter account is all done by me personally. Right. I know. I know how to do it. I learned it in like five minutes. That's how easy it is. pasobic playmakers make plays. Uh Talk to me about the RNC in uh, Harmeet.
5: Look, you know, one of the cool things, by the way, on Getter is that uh, if you're doing a Getter live stream now, you might actually find Stephen K. Bannon popping in, commenting on your stuff live because he's known to kind of troll around in the live streams, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of the new, it's kind of the new way of getting jumped. No, in the but it's so.
4: By Steve the way, Bannon
5: live trolling it, it, you it, doing, yeah, while you're because, doing content.
0: No, no, but here's the thing about the live streams. I did one with uh, with Tier Mondale, that We get a chance to get it even more in depth cortez's right. things is amazing yours are amazing that's why i pop in all the time just to learn and i may throw in a i may throw in a, a two cents all the time but that's you why never I, know by you the way as soon know. as you go up you, you get we did this thing you. the other day on we did on twitter we had forty three thousand people like in, in an hour is amazing playmakers play playmakers make plays is harmy dylan the playmaker to make plays at the uh, the rnc
5: Look, here's the thing that, that she's talking about while she's going around to these these 168 and, and also to the grassroots, and I think it's interesting that she's making the dual track play because, of course, it is the 168 that do the vote, and she's very smart to to realize that, but she's also going out to the grassroots. Steve, she's talking about doing to the RNC what Elon Musk did to Twitter. Absolutely go in, gut that place, drop the file. I'd love to see the RNC files. Imagine the data that they have in there, which candidates they decided to pull money from, which candidates they raised money in their name and then never turned around and spent in their races. Hmm. I can think of a few people in Pennsylvania and Arizona that would be very, in Georgia too, probably. They're very interested to see those files. You know what else I want to see? I want to see the removal. This is big, by the way. The RNC should be taken out of Washington, D.C., and it should be sent somewhere either in the Southwest, the Midwest. Get it out of DC. Get it out of the swamp. If you have to have an one office open, fine. You can have a cotton there and someone can sleep in to answer mess, you know, to answer mail and to tell the lobbyists to pound sand. But I, I hear the things that she's talking about, I hear the things that she's putting out. She's got a plan forward and I think it's very strong. I think it's a very strong case. Go in, absolutely overturn that administration, overturn that. And by the way, you know, if you want to tell, I have my two sons on it, I would do the same thing to the NRSC and the NRCC while we're at it.
0: Jack Pasoba, we got a lot on Arizona and Hunter to go through in the next couple of days. How do people get to you on social media?
5: Yeah. Hunter's got a lot of Parmesan cheese to go through, too. You follow me at, at Twitter, of course, at Jack Posobiec, Getter at Jack Posobiec as well, because I'm staying on Getter. The Getter has to stay up because we cannot simply uh, hand over all of our free speech to the whims of an international billionaire. I've watched enough too many sci-fi and Ridley Scott movies to know to trust that move.
0: We still don't even know what the policies over there are for, for what gets taken down and what. And he's going to get a lot well, of Well, we're getting the open AI. The
5: we're getting the Neuralink. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know, th- you know, I think,
5: you know, I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm not going to put all my, my eggs in one basket on yeah. that.
0: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Real America's voice. Uh, Charlie Kirk comes up at noon following. Uh, by the way, by the way, I've got to put the, call, the yeah. call
5: out war room, uh, human events, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Tim Pool and America Fest, the meeting of the minds this December 17th. People don't realize we're doing all the shows together. We're doing all the shows out of the exact same place. Every single show that you know and love is going to be together in one central location. I mean, this is the Deep State number one, James O'Keefe. Deep State's number one target will be this meeting of the minds, and your presence is requested. Amfest.com.
0: Uh, tpusa.com slash worm. Go right there now. You get all access to all the information. It's in Metro Phoenix, 17th to the 20th. That's going to be amazing. You're going to have a people know time. we're we'll doing all meet. the
5: shows there live. We're doing all the shows live.
0: Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's going to be great. All right. Okay, brother. Thank you. Jack Basovic. Uh, Cortez, uh, you, you, you've made your pitch on Michael Jordan is the greatest, <laughs> so, but you know, Michael, Michael Jordan is, uh, was a playmaker. And he made plays, yes. and he wanted the ball, just like Brady. They Here's right. the difference in greatness. They want the ball when it matters the most. That's what you can tell you as a kid. You can right. tell who the leaders were. They want the ball when the game's on the line to make plays. Tell right. me about uh, r and
1: And by the way, you and I are, are not going to agree on Michael Jordan versus Tom Brady, but I think you and I would agree that when it comes to social media, Jack Posobiec is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time <laughs> on the, social he media. He's a, he's a he machine. Is at it. Uh, but Regarding Playmakers and the RNC, look, you know, the RNC, let's just be honest about it. This is this is a new political era. It's a digital age. And yet the RNC still acts like it's old Washington, like it's permanent Washington. It is a slow and bureaucratic and plotting machine that doesn't work in this era. So we need new uh, ideas, new agendas. And yes, new personnel, and new leadership. And I firmly believe that that leadership will come from Harmeet Dillon. She is an absolute champion of America First. She's an extremely skilled media communicator. She's also um, a tiger of a a lawyer. If you need a lawyer in your corner, if you want a legal lion, you're going to go for Harmeet Dillon. She's also an outsider and somebody who happens to be from California. I think this is particularly important. In these states that have terrible election mechanics and protocols, and we want to change those in the states where we can, but in states where we can't. We have to adjust and engage in the mechanics of collecting ballots. California is the epicenter of ballot harvesting. The Democrats really perfected it there and then exported it to the rest of the United States. Harmeet is from California. She understands intrinsically what the Democrats have done well there and the tactics that the Republicans must use and mimic from the Democrats regarding ballot collections. And again, I I wanna stress though to the posse, in the states where we can clean up election procedures, we must do so, okay? This isn't the way it should be, but in states where we can't, we have to compete by the present rules. And I think Harmony Dillon is going to be um, a wonderful leader for the RNC in transforming that organization. By the way, I also fully endorse Jack's call to get the RNC physically out of Washington, D.C. It wouldn't just be symbolically important. I think it would also uh, result in a, in a completely changed organization, better people, better culture. Uh, it would be wonderful to have it somewhere in the middle of America. Put it in Kansas, put it in Missouri. Uh, that would make a lot of sense.
0: Steve, hang on for one second. We're, uh, we got to talk about uh, J.P. Morgan uh, Jamie Dimon, also the economy. you got got uh, new numbers uh, coming out. Uh, also, uh, people are talking about implosion of, of the consumer, finally, the finances of the consumer. Short commercial break. Cortez, capital markets, economics next in the world room. War room posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.